welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And today's guest is Bill Rogers. He's co-founder and president of Orbito. Welcome, Bill. Thanks for having me on to the program. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, you're a big nerd like me. Uh, you goes way back in the internet ages and have really done some incredible things. That's why I, I admire you and what you've done. So excited to have you on the program. But uh, before we dive into kind of talking about chat GPT, which is topic du jour in uh, technology circles, it seems, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself in Orbita. Yeah, so uh, before Orbita, I was the CEO of a web content management company. I think that's where we actually talked earlier. And that company uh, is now Optimizely. And so it's grown and expanded and it's exciting things. But eight years ago, uh, me and three other people started Orbita. And Orbita is a conversational AI platform that allows us to help ultimately in help engage patients to uh, perform certain kinds of tasks, uh, including things like scheduling appointments with, with doctors. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's so powerful to imagine eight years ago, you understood what voice was going to be what it is today. <laughs> I think that, that says a lot about your, your vision for, for what it is, because eight years ago, voice was just starting to become important. And now it's just so innate in what we do, because we all have cell phones with Siri and Google, you know, et cetera, right? Yeah, and I and I think what you you see with this new AI technology is that the, its ability to actually understand the context and the meaning of what people are trying to get accomplished, and by knowing that context, you're able to accomplish the task that they're trying to achieve, which was actually much more difficult in the, the last couple of years. But it's really game changing things that are happening in the last number of months. That's a good point because eight years ago, we could understand what the words were, but now you're right. That's the evolution is understanding the context of the words and the meaning of the words, which is very different than just transcribing it to text, right? <laughs> it is. And, you know, one of the exciting things that I see with ChatGPT is the, the ability to actually extract meaning. Mm -hmm. So I look at there's meaning everywhere in web pages, in PDF documents, in Word documents. Uh, I, we were uh, interacting with a benefits document that had, had 120 pages of content. And you connect it to ChatGPT and you actually, uh, they have the ability to extract any piece of content by typing in a question and getting the meaning from that uh, document is just amazing. So I think this unlocking of of information within documents, websites is going to be a game changer as well. 
Yeah, and I, I think we sometimes underestimate how much nuance there is in language. I, ironically, I went on a date with an international lady recently, and it was really frustrating. She didn't understand those nuances. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was, so I mean, there is a lot of nuance in language. But I, to your point, like ChatGPT has kind of gotten deeper into that meaning, right? Uh, it's interesting that it's applying to voice or even to written text. What do you think of ChatGPT when it, you know, and what does it really mean for healthcare going forward? Well, I think for healthcare going forward, it's such a game changer. I think that things like the ability for summarization, you can, you can imagine in the future that when you interact with your healthcare provider and they give you a summary of here's your lab results, that those summaries are going to be looked at from AI to actually put it into context of what a patient can understand, not in context of what you usually get, which is what a, another doctor could understand if they looked at the test results as, as one simple example. So all sorts of communications are gonna be revolutionized, changed by this context. The other thing that we see is that, you know, just the simple process of having, engaging a health system to schedule an appointment, the ability to, whatever you type in, so if you say, I need to talk to a foot doctor, and it, it comes back and says, well, a podiatrist does this, but in order to talk to a podiatrist, you really need to have a referral. So this concept of continuously educating the patient on the thousands and thousands of conditions and symptoms and procedures and specialties is, is you know, a game changer that you can actually get that context now uh, to as you're interacting with uh, with a with a solution. And ChatGPT makes that all possible because you can actually get definitions of any of those things so easily that it wasn't it was would be would have been really difficult to do in the past. Yeah, I mean, you gave you two use cases there. One is summarizing the patient information for the doctor or the patient, I assume, you know, either way might be interesting, right? Or, and then the second is kind of educating the patient on what that data means. Is that what you see as ChatGPT doing really well, is taking and kind of translating the information from one language to another almost? Or, or you know, what, are, what do you see it as re doing really well? And then, you know, after that, we'll talk about some gaps as well. <laughs> so, Think of, uh, so one thing, I, a little bit about unlocking data. So think of like WebMD content. So they, they have about 1600 pages of content. So we ingested all of that content. And then when we ingest it, you, you use a technology called embeddings. It's part of OpenAI that actually, actually finds the meanings within the content. So that when you actually type in another and like, how do I treat COPD? It knows which document to go get from WebMD. And then we use, uh, the, use the Da Vinci model to actually say, tell me the meaning of treatment of COPD from that document. And so it brings out just the relevant content. And so you get this big, massive document that has something about COPD, but it, it really laser focused gets you the data to what the patient really was asking for. So I think that that's going to be a big game changer, that patients can get information instantly of what they're actually asking for. Because honestly, if I ask you to go look at WebMD COPD content, 
you would be struggling to go through all of the tabs to find some information and likely wouldn't find what you're looking for. Mm. So this way, it, it, so that's a bit of a game changer in itself. I think the other concepts of game changers is just is this concept of communications from doctors to patients so that the doctor can look at some sort of results, summarize it with ChatGPT, maybe make some edits to it, and then send it. So now the, the patient's getting meaningful communications where it would have taken the doctor too long to try to go do something uh, with that kind of information. So we have a, another company called Oral that's doing, it's creating this communications. They make this basically, it's almost like Slack, but it's for dentistry. So these dentists are interacting between a dentist and a patient. And so he's using ChatGPT to actually create, every time he wants to send a message to a patient, he uses ChatGPT to create the content he stores in the library so that he has edited responses in there. But he would never he would never put the effort into making that much content if ChatGPT wasn't available for him to do it. Interesting. So. I had a similar use case. We do a monthly uh, theme on healthcare IT today, and we ask a couple of questions. We ask for quotes around those questions. In fact, I think you've participated. But uh, I was doing the next month, and I was like kind of tired. It was late at night, and I was like, I need something to let help. And I was like, chat gpt so i said chat gpt what are the four questions and of course it gave me two verbose questions i said make them simpler which is part of the learning process of jet gpt as well and they made simpler questions and i took three of them the fourth one wasn't very good and so i edited it and created the fourth and, but it was it, it made that process that i was tired it was late at night so much yeah. easier and that was going to be my next question, though, is like, what are some of the chat GTB, chat GPT gaps? Where does it kind of fall short? And and how do we ensure we trust it? Right. Because I think right. if there's gaps, just like there were gaps in the questions I did. Right. So, of course, I as a human had to enhance those questions. Your dentist, it sounds like, did the same thing. Right. They use it as a starter, but then enhance it. Is that how you see it, you know, overcoming the gaps and what gaps do you see? Yeah, so there, there is these guardrails that I see that you can use today, right? And so some of the guardrails is this concept of in context. So one thing that ChatGPT is really good at is actually extracting the meaning out of some known piece of context. So instead of just using ChatGPT as a way of just asking a question and give me back an answer, what, what we're doing is we have a body of knowledge and those body of knowledge actually gets stored as like little blocks of data in a vector database. And then we use the embeddings to say, here are all those blocks of data. So again, the WebMD example, there's 1500 blocks of data that are stored in our vector database. So when we ask the question about COPD, it knows to go get the COPD content. So it brings the content into, into essentially think of it bringing it into ChatGPT where above it you say, based on the context below, and then you have the content, give me the answer that I'm asking. And it gives you the answer. And you set the temperature, instead of having it like 0.7, it's the temperature is from zero to one. The temperature is how creative can it get? We set the temperature to zero. So that, <laughs> Don't so be that creative. it's not it's not creative. It's really finding the meaning. 
out of that content. And in that case, I really don't ever see it giving you wrong data. So that's one great uh, way of putting guardrails. The other guardrails is just like you said, there's there's a human involved. Like you're like in the in the oral case, they're using the concept of a library. They create the content, and and honestly, the what the guy the guy that runs oral, Arnie Rosen, he's basically has said that. It almost always gives him the right answer, but he, he but he wants to curate it just to make sure it is the right answer. And then he knows when he stays, stores it in the library, that's the right answer for it, for it to be to be used. So it has those capabilities. The you know really John the the number of capabilities that it has is unbelievable. You know another example of of capability is you know we talked about voice and one thing that you do in voice is you do assessments so if you tell chat gpt i'm you know you're going to ask this question and based on the answer i have these four options and based on what the person says which option is the most likely option for it to be because the, when you're doing voice surveys People don't never answer the thing when you say, say, you know, say, you know, poor, uh, good, uh, you know, great. They they don't answer it that way. They put they answer it like they're talking to a human. And so conversational AI has always had struggled with how many ways can we make it so that we can understand what this is. Whereas open AI is this language model. And so what where the answer is in the model. It's just a vector. And when somebody says something, it's a vector. And you say, is, what, what vector is it closest to? And that's the answer that comes back as the answer itself. And so the way to handle that, you say, did you mean this? <laughs> and that way, the person has to say yes or no. And that's a lot easier for someone to, to answer yes or no when they most of the time the answer is always going to be yes. As opposed to thinking that system is stupid, as as you know, John, once once the the patient thinks the system is stupid, they don't want to deal with it anymore. So they want it they want it to be as intelligent as an interacting with a human as closely as possible. And that's what ChatGPT allows us to be able to do is to make this much more human like as a way that we engage with people. Yeah. No, that's a good point. They they either think they stop engaging with it or they're like me and they start abusing it. But uh, <laughs> if I see mistakes, I want to see when I can break it. But, um, you know, that's interesting. I never heard anyone describe that idea, which is we were going to be able to tell chat, chat GPT and other large language models as they continue to come do I want you to be creative or do I not? Because if I'm doing a marketing task, I may want you to be super creative. Whereas if I'm doing a healthcare, you know, medical related task, I may not want you to. So that, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, and to finish that off, the way we end the prompt, if you, we basically say in the prompt, answer the, answer the question if you can get the answer from this context. If not, say, I don't know. And of course, you can translate I don't know to something that's more... Sure meaningful to the to the patient that you're you're saying that but the system knows i can't answer the question that's that's based on on that so 
What a great way to, I mean, th this is why understanding ChatGPT and how to use it is going to be so important. Uh, yeah. That's powerful. So how would, you know, if you're a healthcare organization, how should they be approaching ChatGPT and kind of related technologies? So, you know, I, I, as you said, there's related technologies. I mean, Facebook leaked, I think there was a leak of what their new GPT-like model just came that's available um, Google, of course, is moving towards there. So there's, it's, it's ChatGPT is the, is the one that's got the most PR, but other vendors are moving very, very fast. And, you know, I'm expecting 4.0 actually to get released this week, according to some rumors. And, and that introduces new types of modality. So, so far, when we talk about ChatGPT, we've been mostly talking about text. Mm -hmm. But the GPT-4 is supposed to be able to do a better job on multimodalities, multi which is, can it interpret an image? Can it interpret videos? Which is then another game-changing thing. Because you can think of, once you start interpreting videos, then the conversation that we're having, um, and when you're looking at somebody's face, you can actually start medically thinking, is there biomarkers in the way that I'm... Um, talking to you or am I excited or things those things are going to be things that's going to come out of of this new 4.0 model that I'm excited about seeing and playing with in in the in the future so interesting I mean that 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 starts to blow your mind as you start thinking about it, right? Like, you know, interpreting it. And we're, we're seeing some of that happening in healthcare already with ambient clinical voice and other related technologies. So I, I would, so another way I would look at it, you know, start testing it early in experiencing it. So in, in, a, in a healthcare IT point of view, you know, one of our customers, um, Philips, is looking, to, is uh, they use us as a vendor, but they're, they're going to start integrating it with our platform into um, their HR and IT. So because they 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 literally have you know 16,000 documents of of information that they want to make more accessible. You know, at our company, Orbita, when we have a procedure question or an HR question, we're either going to Brian, who runs our, our uh, security, or we're going to Micah for HR because the documents are too big and bulky to go find. So it's just easier to ask someone. But this changes the game where people can actually just type in type in their question and get back their answer. It's it is unlocking the information that's been locked up um, going forward. You're gonna you're gonna see as you know my background comes from content management, and in the in the content management systems are revolutionarily going to change. Every document that exists in a content management system will have basically a chat capability to interact, to find out the meaning and understanding. And think about healthcare, all of the procedures and things that you need to do and get to. So what I like about the, the concepts that you can do with documents and web pages is when you ask the question and you have a PDF document, we literally can link you to exactly where in the document we found the context to answer the question. So that way that when you ask the question, you get a, a short answer telling you the answer, 
but it gives you the context of where it is in the document so that you can go there and get to it. Yeah, and I think that was another thing I've learned about ChatGPT is that, you know, because it's not explainable often, the right. explainable AI, if you will. But yeah. if you ask it for to explain itself, it will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, give me three things and, and make sure you provide sources. And then you're like, oh, now it is explainable, which is another mindset shift that I think healthcare organizations need to think about as we start using these new technologies. Yeah. So I think some of the challenges, you know, just like with Google, you know, the, the concept that people are going to start using to do their self-diagnostics, they're going to start, you know, just go into ChatGPT without any guardrails in there and start asking questions and hoping to get back answers. And although it's past, you know, medical tests, things like that, it's still not, it's still, um, I wouldn't say it's at that level to sure. go through that at this point. Use with caution. <laughs> yeah, use with caution. And, and so, and then, and then when you're using ChatGPT, so this is why the in-context approach in healthcare is, is better because in context and setting the temperature low, you're, you're getting a deterministic kind of an answer back. But when you're just using ChatGPT and you know everyone is trying to figure out how do I get out the potential data biases in, in it? Because the challenge that they have is that they're training on such massive amount of data, there is potential to get biases in the data that can you know, affect how you how it answers particular questions in there so that's awesome well you know orbit obviously offers some really interesting voice tools you know uh, some of the coolest integrations with amazon alexa and things like that that i've ever seen and and, and how you think about it right uh what do you think is going to be kind of the overlap between voice and conversational, you know, AI, if you will, and, and then also chat GPT? How do those two kind of intersect and overlap? Yeah, so, um, so I, you know, if, if you think about, so voice is an interface to be able to, to interact. And so voice can easily interact with chat GPT, of course, because our voice can be translated and the question could be brought to ChatGPT. The answer comes back. We give back an answer in voice. So you know, at, at Orbit, we're our omni-channel. So the the reality of interacting through a chatbot, through a uh, mobile, through email, or through SMS—all of those are capabilities that ChatGPT can be, you know, somewhat as a service that that exists. So the difference between, you know, ChatGPT and a conversational AI platform is that something has to orchestrate the workflow. So, you know, in our case in healthcare, that orchestration of workflow is, you know, somebody comes and says, I have an earache, we're then processing it with NLP to understand an earache should go to urgent care or should it go to a telehealth. In the case of earaches, it's because someone has to look in your ear, it's gonna end up at, a, at an urgent care facility. And then that's, if, if the urgent care supports scheduling, that's what the, the, the platform can do. But what how that what, it's complemented with ChatGPT because if, if you say something, you're getting the definition of 
of the ERA, what you're getting definitions of what urgent care is, you're getting, you know, you know the platform can tell you where your most costs are if you're going to, if, if something is urgent care slash could be emergency room, and you, it's helping making the, the patient make decisions to, um, to get to the right kind of care, where a conversational platform helps you to do that. Yeah. I, I almost would see it as adding intelligence to the workflow, which I think is an interesting, interesting idea to think about because we need more of that, right? <laughs> so the other area, every healthcare system actually have programmers. And so um, we're using it. So we, you know, every, all of our engineers have Visual Studio and they're using the GitHub and it's the, it's basically it's called GitHub Copilot. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to program. And honestly, John, I can't believe how much time that saves our engineers. At least makes them fifty percent, and I would argue a hundred percent more efficient than they than they they would have been if they're just trying to write that code themselves. You can just try it yourself. You could go to ChatGPT and just type something, say Python, and say I want to do some you know, function, create some function, and it'll just write the code for you to go do it. And if it's in your development environment, it actually knows the context of everything that you've written. And then it, it helps you to uh, either tell you what libraries to ingest and you just keep on hitting space and it creates more code, more code. So again, it's, a, it's another way that it's, it's revolutionizing how healthcare is going to be more efficient in the in the future for for doing because you're you're going to see this copilot concept go everywhere. Microsoft has integrated it into they're going to integrate it into Excel so that you you want to say what you want to do and and in a field and it's going to create the the code for you for that field for what you're trying to get accomplished. And nine times out of ten. You don't need to even change it. It really does understand what you say. And just like what you said, if it doesn't, you have one more sentence to say, well, actually I meant this. And then it regenerates it without you having to type in the whole thing again with a you know a new way of doing it, which is exciting. No, it is exciting. And I've programmed enough to know that you know, often you knew what needed to happen, but you just didn't want to do the whole laborious process <laughs> of doing it. But if you could tell Chat GPT, they go through it, psh, do it quickly. It's fascinating. You know, obviously you have an interesting view of things that are happening with voice and voice AI. What do you see as kind of the most exciting things, you know, in voice AI that are happening today in healthcare? Well, I so I think what happened is happening is that if you Think about the process of voice and understanding what's happening. With these larger language models, it actually can understand the voice to text translation way better than it could in, in the past. And at this at the same time, time you, you, can, you can imagine that these larger language models also work with multi, multilingual. Yeah, so you could be having a conversation in one language as a call agent, and in another language, it's being uh, coming out as a voice, so that the person on the call can understand, and the call and the agent can understand. So that there's those capabilities. But think of a call center today. So a call center today, there's there's four different things that you could 
you, ChatGPT can be revolutionary change too. So one, as the person is interacting with you, it's going out to a knowledge base. So these knowledge bases used to be, let's go create a knowledge base, whereas they every call center has Word, PDF documents and stuff like that that has existed that they get to train their call centers. So now instead of like trying to get it into a format that you can type in a chatbot, you just literally ingest the entire document, break it up into these little vector um, blocks that go into a vector database, and now all of that information is available. So as the person is interacting with you, you're getting automatic answers to the, to the person that you're interacting with. So that's amazing. The next thing that's amazing, at the end of the call, you have a agent, you know, the, the patient, the agent, the patient, the agent, the patient, and you need to you need to write up what happened. So instead of doing that, that whole transaction is can be summarized by OpenAI as one big summary of here's what the conversation was about. And we have one client that we're doing uh, work with that they want to have a report that they that's generated. So instead of having the the uh, report be generated by the agent. Have it be generated automatically. And reality mm -hmm. is it's going to be more accurate to management because the report is actually says, how did the person answer this question? Or, you know, <laughs> how did the how well did the person do? And the you'd get a more realistic view of the of what is happening by having open AI do it. And then lastly, when you, you think about um, having open AI. You, you, you can literally take the transcript and ask OpenAI and say, if I was an, I'm an agent and this is the conversation I just had, how, what could I have done better in the call? Hmm. And it will give you actionable bullets of things that you should have done better. So you could continuously train your agents to get smarter. And so it's these types of things that are, is gonna be revolutionarily changing how people keep on getting educated and trained and the, the automation that's involved in, in doing this, that's going to be, that's going to be pretty exciting. Bill, I am so happy we had this discussion. Uh, I, I consider you a really visionary man that always expands my mind. And I, I'm happy to say you did not disappoint in this discussion. So uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for sharing about ChatGPT. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, John.